This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Fiera is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. When you're a pro, your reputation is built and proven over time. That's why the Home Depot carries Loctite PL Premium Max construction adhesive, the strongest on the market. It stays 100% solid after curing. It won't develop air pockets. And like your reputation, it holds up over time. Right now, get 12 or more for the bulk price of only $8.53 each. Loctite PL Premium Max at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Extra podcast. It's been a long time, Blake. It's been a long time. I wish you guys could see how Will just started this podcast. He's holding a stack of poker chips mm-hmm. and almost dropped them right as right as he hit the record button. Um, and he, a- tri- he tried to save it. And I guess the poker chips didn't fall, but Will, the first three seconds of this podcast, Will was rattled. Uh, not quite as rattled as he was last on night? the timeline last night. Man. Or a little bit this morning before your bubble tea. Yeah, uh, yeah, that bubble tea. Uh, shout out to Quality on on Queen Street, uh, Queen and Spadina. I don't, I don't, I've never seen more than one other customer in there, which is always a concern. Is it um, Alex? <laughs> it wasn't Alex. All right, there are more Asian people than Alex. Um, no, just no, you guys are the only know, only people I know drink bubble tea. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to have to restart the podcast already. Um, by no, the way, who's hosting this? Because usually I host the extra, but I think you're hosting this one, right? Is that the case? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can just trade off. Yeah, Blake, it doesn't just, really matter. It's just so good to have you in my house again. Yeah, where, sounds, where are the cats at? We, we locked them out. We locked them out. We don't, we don't want them to like meow for food and shit. Um, plus, we know you're a dog guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with cats, whatever. Okay. Cats are great. I'm, I'm fairly allergic. So, okay. uh, right. like, yo, cat hair all over this house. Oh, that's fine. But like, when I, so my family has cats, so like, that's oh, okay. why I don't really, you know, if I'm there a long time. Wait, so you're no. allergic? You're allergic when your family has cats? Yeah, like when I go home and visit, uh, there's cats and stuff, and like a bunch of my friends have cats. I just prefer dogs. Okay, that's fair. Um, we're here to talk about the Wizard series. Yeah, 
It's yeah. going to be a series. We only get to, in, together for the important moments now. Yeah. All-star snubs. Uh, yeah. That was yeah, last time I was here. It was some all-star podcast, I think. Maybe it was a preseason pod. I don't know. I think it was the preseason. Yeah. But well, as soon as we mentioned that we're going to do this podcast together, our mentions were flooded with, finally. Soon. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I only dropped one other podcast today, and That's you only true. dropped one. What you only dropped one late last night, so that is true. Yeah, it's been a long true. time. You and Ross don't don't tell us we need to get a podcast just for your commute. What's that? It was just the name of a person who was like, "Oh, I need that for my commute." Oh, I thought you were talking about the other Ross, and I was like, "Oh, that's relevant to another thing." No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, listen to Pound the Rock, anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. We're three minutes in and you're plugging other stuff. We haven't even talked anything on this podcast yet. Um, Are you all right? I'm, That's I'm what okay. I want to ask because you were, you were yeah. pretty shook okay. last night. Let me try to exp- put that into context, right? It was sort of like going into the night, I had a couple of things I wanted to see happen. I mean, the last night of the regular season was phenomenal, right? Um, but there's a couple games that I want to look at. The Raptors game, obviously, has some implications. The Wizards Magic game had some implications. The Celtics, uh, not the Celtics, the Sixers, Sixers, the Sixers-Bucks game had implications, and also the Cavs-Knicks game had implications. Not to mention Minnesota-Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, that was just really fun. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, would not, I don't understand why you would drop a play to give Nikola Jokic a turnaround jump shot with a guy when he's clearly tired. But regardless, I mean... You know, that's other teams. We don't have to concern ourselves with non-playoff teams. Ooh. Um, shouts to Jamal Murray, though. Shouts to Jamal Murray. He should have gotten that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or Will Barton, actually. Will Barton killed it. Will Barton about to get paid. Is he? Yeah, that's true, I think he's. I think he can opt out of the third year of his deal. I think he's... What do you think? Third? Six man? Will Barton? Yeah, I think he'll... He'll probably bump Fred. I didn't, mm. I didn't think he mm. would, but... Between Lou Will, Eric Gordon, Will Barton, and Luke Mbamute, yeah, like Van Vliet, and then you also have to factor in that Van Vliet might get some of his votes cannibalized by other Raptors bench players. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so, why you got to vote the whole bench mob as six men. So you got to write five names, or the Raptors Twitter account is putting out seven. They're including Norman Baby. They put seven names in the one slot. Uh, you're not putting Lorenzo's head in there. Yeah. Lorenzo's head. Man. Uh, when they went with, um, yeah, I mean, Norm's hops, I mean, yikes. Yeah. Playoff active, Lorenzo Brown, though. That's right, that's correct. Co- congratulations, Lorenzo Brown, for uh, a great season in the G League and also earning that contract. Yeah, you got the MVP honors, and yeah, it's only an extra, like, I think over what he would have made if he was just, like, regular called up on a two-way. It's like an extra 4000 bucks for the 177th day of the season, but now you're going to get that playoff share. Yeah, exactly. And the if the Raptors go nice. deep, that's yeah. yeah. Like there's a there's I think it was reported the playoff the the playoff bonus pool for players this year is twenty million. Mm-hmm. So split that by sixteen teams, escalating in money as you advance further. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a fair amount of money. And everyone gets the same amount, right? It's I, not like, I think like there's some team discuss. I think there's some team discussion. Oh, okay. I would assume most teams just split it evenly. Like it's, you it's could easy. do it based on salary, but it would be like a pretty lame move for Demar to be like, hey, I I take up. Thirty percent of the salary cap. I should get thirty percent of the playoff bonus yeah, too. Right. Fred VanVleet's getting ten dollars. <laughs> Fred VanVleet getting that Dante Jones money. Oh my god! <laughs> he just he just goes back to his hotel room. He finds a bag, a brown paper bag with three five dollar bills in it. Uh, Fred VanVleet. By the way, news mm. on the pod. I came right for. I just came from practice. Yeah. Fred VanVleet. X rays were negative on mm-hmm. his bruised right shoulder. He's considered day to day. Dwayne Casey. 
very much made it sound like Fred VanVleet will be available on Saturday. He said, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. It's just soreness. So Right. The wave uh, guard. The wave guard. He, he's going to be ready. He's fine. He's He'll tough be, as nails. Be fine. As long as that shoulder's okay to carry the bag this summer, he's going to be Bloody. just fine. He's getting that bag. Yeah. He's getting that norm bag. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just going back to last night. Like, it basically, there were four games of interest. And all four games, as I watched it happen, one by one, they fell against the Raptors. Um, to start, the Sixers got completely... The, complete, the Sixers completely washed the Bucks. all right? The Bucks are just... They were fully healthy. They got washed. It was 70-29 at one point. I turned that game off. Then I put on the Wizards game. I'm like, all right, look, the Wizards, they're playing the Magic. The Magic have, like, tanking. Like, they, they really need to lose that game. They really yeah. had to lose that game. And somehow, they managed to win that game because the, you know, Magic are trash. No, the, no John Wall, no Otto Porter. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, the Wizards, like, just, come on, just take care of business. Like, the other team is yeah. actively Thomas Sadoransky would be the best player on the Magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he aced, basically is Evan Fournier, so. Um, nice check Delhi. Oh, my God. Check that. Uh, don't even mention Delhi. Look, they're not don't they're not entirely Delhi, similar players. But I was watching the games back, the Raptors Wizards games today. And I'm like, man, the Raptors fans are going to hate this guy by the end of the series because he's like he's very good and all that. We should wait and get into this later. But um, yeah, and then and then yeah, the Raptors game that sucked. It it wasn't like about the game itself. It just it's sucked just, that like the it, last it, it, it was fifteen so minutes were so stupid. Yeah, and I don't mean really stupid, stupid as in that like anyone was stupid because Casey and Spolster did the same thing. It was just like weird stuff just kept happening, and Wayne, there was Wayne, no reason for anyone to be out there. Wayne Ellington snapped, yeah, for no good reason. Wayne, Wayne Ellington, then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, and then of course LeBron basically only showed up, but only half showed up because he just wanted to have his eighty-two game story written, basically, and like and oh. his ten-point game streak. Oh, and his 10-point And he streak. got just enough rebounds that he locked in a career-high rebound average. Yeah, wow. So he pulled in a really shitty Westbrook ship, basically. Yeah. Whereas Westbrook actually had to go get, like, 100 rebounds. LeBron's just like, I'm going to get 10 points well, Westbrook had the box. Rebounds. Westbrook had to box out Carmelo Anthony all night. Yo. Oh, man. <laughs> he hates Melo now. I I know people feel a certain way about the triple-double chasing. It's just funny. It was... All. It's great. It's like when Kyle Lowry's hunted his triple doubles in the past, where like yeah. Raptors are up twenty five and he plays the first ninety seconds of the fourth quarter just to try to grab a rebound. Yep. Yeah. Whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes your star players happy. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Although if you devote the whole project to anyway, yes, we don't talk about Westbrook. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, no, so Raptors line up with the Wizards and they got the Cavaliers in the second round. It's not great. Obviously, it's a tough schedule. It's um not the easiest path for sure. Um, good thing. We can start here that this will be the first time the Raptors enter the playoffs pretty much fully healthy. I mean, yeah, other than Van Vliet's shoulder being banged up, um, which, like, you know, yeah, how banged up is it? Do Do you have any insight into? No, honestly, okay. look, I'm not a doctor, and I only watch through the TV screen like everyone else. And Van Vliet wasn't available at practice today. Okay, but uh, I was not concerned about his shoulder when that play went down. I was yeah. much more concerned about some other potential injury that they won't use the word of because once you use the word of you have to enter the protocol um i have no idea maybe he was fine maybe he just looked a little loopy or whatever but um the shoulder i can't imagine like there's no dislocation there's no separation yeah there's no strain or sprain whatever one it is for a shoulder like he's fine structurally Mm -hmm. um and then they're not mentioning that other thing so right and look there's i mean 
if it's that other thing, obviously you want to take your time. But realistically, there's only one game between now and Tuesday. Yeah. So, worst case scenario, even if, like, Van Bleed is not, you know, like, completely 100%, you still have a lot of off days in between. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are fully healthy, especially yep. Kyle. Kyle looked great in that Heat game. Um, like, what's, I don't know, what's your level of confidence <laughs> with those two Maybe right Lowry looked a little too great. I, I don't... Again, this goes back to, you know, whether the guy should have been out there in the last couple of minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. Didn't love seeing full Kalo in a completely meaningless game. Uh, the dude's out there locking up his league lead and charges drawn, running mm-hmm. into baseline cameramen. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lowry looked great. I am not concerned about Kyle Lowry entering the playoffs. I know he was in a little bit of a shooting dip there, but the playmaking was still there. He had shown these flashes of little Kalo quarters. Yeah. I think he's in a good spot. DeMar DeRozan's shooting... You know, over the last seven games, his field goal percentage is where it's been all year. Um, the true shooting is down a little. Uh, his true shooting started the year much improved, and it's slowly come back down to his kind of the level he's established the last three years. Yeah, he started um, missing threes again. Yeah, and and the last maybe month of the season, he's not getting the free throw line as much. And okay. um, someone asked me on Twitter today, am I concerned with DeRozan's shooting over the last little bit and I, I looked the last seven games he's basically at his exact field goal percentage high 20s three-point shooting and he just hasn't taken a lot of free throws and I think part of that is probably part of the conservation strategy like he's talked yeah. a lot about being able to turn it on when he needs to mm-hmm. um look I'm, I'm there wouldn't it would take a lot for me to get to a point where I thought you know where I was even worried about DeMar DeRozan getting his shots off yeah, um, it's more encouraging to me is that he's consistently been that playmaker, and right. I know it's tailed off a little bit in fourth quarters, but it hasn't really tailed off all season. The assists, so yeah, no, um, for sure. I, look, I think the approach is gonna be good because um, going over some of the film today, it was very evident that the Wizards um, basically went to the same old playbook they went to in 2015, when you know they sent a lot of high ball pressure at Demar, and if it wasn't like necessarily the on ball pressure, they would try to trap and contain and. Hold them towards the, the the sidelines and you know the sideline is big. Washington is re- they have so much length. They're really yeah. good at directing you where they want you to go. Right, and which is fine because they don't have a lot of rim protection. So if they do funnel mm-hmm. you into a big, you're fine. Right, um, but yeah, you put some great clips up on Twitter where you know Jonas has to make those plays or Serge has to be there for the pick and pop. Or even um, guy like CJ or, or Kyle Lowry. But yeah, some of those counters they ran for CJ off the ball as yeah. the DeMar or JV action is going on on the other side of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll put those wrinkles in. And, and yeah, DeMar, I mean, he played pretty well against Washington this season anyway. I know Otto Porter is generally a good defender for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but DeRozan, he had 19 assists over those four games, so kind of right where you want him to be. Yeah. And then he put up 23-plus in, in every one of them and only shot poorly in, in one really so yeah um you know obviously that that's a concern but in terms of how he's entering the entering the postseason i think he's i think he's in a good spot i think they've done well to maintain the workload and everything and yeah those yeah. guys are fine and no one else is hurt and, and like yeah the extra rest early in the series helps the wizards as john wall gets back to 100 percent, and mike scott is in the concussion protocol right but like it's not the worst thing for lowry and derozan as they ramp back up toward 40 minutes and yeah. for a guy like serge Ibaka who Sir, hey, you know man. is much better when he's not in a back-to-back situation yeah um, and even like even a guy like cj miles or even some of the young guys who have never played anywhere close to this many minutes before especially purtle yeah, yeah, I mean, he's looked a little gasped. It's a very big difference when Proto like completely turns it on, and some nights where he's like trying to turn it on, but he's tired. Also, maybe don't play him nineteen minutes straight in the second half. That, that was weird. That was weird. I, I really thought JV would come in at some point. 
Um, I don't know. There was a so JV left early in the third and then came back, and I swear I, I rewound it because no one else saw it too. He was like he was definitely something was up with yeah, the elbow. So yeah, but then he kind of just like there was no timeout or anything, and he yeah. kind of just like. So I don't know if it was a funny bone or what, but he came out after and then he came right back in. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he didn't come in down a stretch and. Okay. I don't know. There was nothing uh, nothing about it. They didn't say anything about it. Serge is fine too, by the way, after taking that elbow to the chops. No, he's still just as handsome. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he's fine. Yeah. He's going to roll sign right now. I, yo, oh man, what a discovery! Thank you to the Raptors oh, for putting man. that out there. We'll be eating there, man, every day of this week. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, the my favorite running thing right now is that the Raptors' official accounts will use the term Mafuzi, and like we all know what that means by this point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey. As I mean, as long as not everyone knows what it means, you know. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's good marketing for Surge. It really is. It, it's, it's a terrific marketing. <laughs> Look, if I if, yeah, if I had that kind of reputation and that was that was getting posted on my social accounts, we have look. We have I have access to RR. I could I could tweet something out. You just got a brand. You got yeah, it. Just wouldn't you know? Wouldn't be as accurate as Mafuzi. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Yeah. Look, I'm talking to the certified banger over here. So. Oh wow! Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, that may or may not be my internet password, but you do, you guys don't know where I live. It's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're not worried about Demar. I'm, I'm not worried about, about Demar. I think Demar is gonna be. Fine. I'm not worried about them in terms of like how they've played this season or down the stretch or their health. Obviously, there are some general matchup concerns, but I'm okay. not I'm not entering this any more concerned than I would be, you know, if they were facing anyone really. Like, okay, they're playing well and they're healthy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then what matchups do concern you? Oh, that's a deep. <laughs> it's a deep. <laughs> well, here's here, this is the thing is that the Raptors like SpongeBob meme. Man. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go it's in, it's man. a tough series to break down like that because the Raptors are mm. better than the Wizards, yes. and that is demonstrable on a number of fronts. Uh-huh. But like you go down position by position, and like they're all close. Mm-hmm. Like Serge Ibaka and Marquise Morris are definitely going to kill each other by the end of the series. Oh yeah, they're fighting by game three. Yeah, I said I said they'd both get tossed out of game two when I was talking with someone about it earlier. Twenty two combined technicals this year, those two. Yeah, no, those two are definitely going to fight each other. They're a walking double tag. It's a one thousand percent scenario, and if that's the case, Serge, don't fight, please. Yeah. We need you more than they need uh, Markeef. Yeah. Um, anyway, so th- there's not one any individual matchup. Like obviously, there are these little wrinkles of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who guards Bradley Beal, and we're gonna get into all this stuff. Who guards Bradley Beal, or right. what do they do? What do you do if John Wall gets hit on OG Ananobi and just gets to play free safety, trying to steal, you know, poke drives away and stuff like that? Um, you know, if you're talking about one matchup that I'm most curious about, and I'm sure you have a take on this, I still can't really wrap my head around why Jonas Valanciunas can't play well against Marcin Gortat. And this goes back to like the four game playoff series. Three years ago. Yeah. Obviously, Valanciunas and Gortat were completely different players. But Gortat has aged. Valanciunas has rounded into kind of yeah. the early part of his peak on, on the big man aging curve. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the matchup has never really swung any differently than that. Maybe not that extreme. But right. three of the four games this year, I thought Gortat played Valanciunas. Uh-huh. And it doesn't make a ton of sense because Valanciunas is better. Yep. Yeah, oh, he's definitely better. Okay, look. Um, I think we should make it clear that like Gortat himself actually hasn't necessarily gone off. 
right? Gortat yeah. has had like between like nine and twelve points in the four games yeah. this, this, this season. Based, so, based on the NBA.com's matchup data, which you got have to take with a lot of grains of salt, right. he shoots about twenty percent more when he's on the floor opposite Valanciunas. Right, right. Um, and the Wizards' offense is better for it, but it's not mm-hmm. like it's like he's dropping twenty pieces. Exactly. He's just they actually let him touch the ball once in a while. <laughs> yeah. They, they, oh my god. Uh, Marching Gortat gets what? used normally. Like Raptors fans think Jonas Valanciunas yeah, gets used. I was used. just gonna say that there needs to be a there needs to be yo Samosas. Please go stand for Marching Gortat, man, because Marching Gortat really like really is being persecuted uh, the way JB is not. But I mean, yeah. like yeah, Washington is like twenty second in the league in volume of using their pick and roll dive man and like yeah. bottom five in post ups and yeah, they don't. Uh, Gortat but, can't get none. But here's the thing: what, what Gortat is very effective at is setting these massive ball screens um, that are sometimes <laughs> illegal. <laughs> I, I was going to say so. First media availability of the playoffs, yep. and Dwayne Casey makes sure to mention Gortat's illegal screens. He's okay. like, "Oh yeah, he's clutching and grab. He's very good at those. You mm-hmm. know, grabbing a guy on a screen and like yeah, he yeah, said yeah. it in a very he. It was very diplomatic. Yeah, he's not going to get course. in trouble for it. Dwayne's but he was really good at that. He actually. was very clear at just being like. Mm. Yo, we know, and we've probably sent the league some tape mm. about these Gortat screens. I mean, yeah, I mean, go look, listen. And in at the, the same, in the fourth quarter, especially in the last six minutes, marching Gortat is a phenomenal screener. Yeah. Um, and look, glass houses a little bit here because Serge Ibaka is also one of the clutchiest screeners in the league. Hey. It, you just don't notice because he's slipping the screen almost yeah, all the time. He doesn't. He slips and pushes. Yeah. It's it's a very smooth move. It yeah. really is. Um, Surge is not the cleanest player, and I love how often he gets away with it. But there's there's a reason that everyone wants to fight Serge all the time. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, that's a skill. I, I remember I had a conversation with it's Casey. A, okay. It is. I do think it's it's a skill to be able to you know take those little edges. Okay. Um, you know, it's something I was talking with someone with the Raptors earlier in the year, and we were talking about Dario Saric, and that came up, and he's like, he, he plays like an old vet already with how much garbage he gets away with, right, and it. Right. You know, for a guy, Abaka maybe is going to need that more as he rounds into his late 20s and early 30s because, yeah. you know, you need those little edges. And you need those little edges in a playoff series. And hmm. Gortat and Abaka trying to out-dirty screen each other is going to be uh, an interesting subplot. Serge, just don't, whatever you do, don't get yourself ejected from the series. We need, we really, really need your defense. Yes. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I, and the three-point shooting, man. Washington's going to let you shoot. And the three-point shooting, that's true. I mean, they're, if they're going to trap DeMar and stuff, like, Serge has got to be there. and He's got to make shots. You said or, there was you know, one whatever. clip that you posted of DeMar was going left and he got trapped sideline and he yeah. threw the behind the back to JV. Yeah. That's there for Serge, too. Like teams, oh, yeah, yeah. Serge Ibaka is a good enough three-point shooter to help. He's not a good enough three-point shooter that teams are going to shift their defensive strategy. To, right. To, like, he, he finished the year shooting 36%. Which is a good number for a power forward. A lot of them are open to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of them are above the break, which, you know, probably doesn't help his percentages. No, it's not. But, like, those are going to be there. Yeah. So. And even Honestly, even on games where the three-point shot is not necessarily there, he can roll to the mid-range area. It's yeah. com- it's a very comfortable shot for him. Yeah. Those little um, short rolls to the elbow? Yeah. I mean, this was in John Schumann's uh, statistical... Schumann-Stet! ...preview. Um, but apparently, Serge Ibaka was... The most accurate mid-range shooter in the NBA this season with at least 200 mid-range attempts. I like that cutoff point because Gorgie Dang was definitely number one if you <laughs> yep. if you lower that. I, I mean, even later in the piece, he mentions how Mike Scott was a better mid-range. He shot 56%. Serge was like 49. Yeah. Um, but that was only 100 mid-range shots. Um, but, I mean, yeah, basically the Gortat thing is... 
Gortat is really good at opening up room for his guards, and then at that point, it's a, it's a tough thing for JB to guard because he has a really hard time positioning himself, and it's just sort of been a traditional thing. It just hasn't like fully gone to the point where it's no longer an issue. Um, JB just really has a difficult time like picking his feet, um, you know, picking, picking out the right angles, um, making a read, sort of picking up like, yo, is this guy going to shoot? Is he trying to pick up the dribble and pass? Like, he doesn't really guard pick and roll well. And I think that's ultimately ultimately the real issue. I mean, like, with a guy like Wall, he's so explosive that, you know, uh, JV likes to give space, which is fine-ish. Um, but that's so long as John Wall is not able to accelerate using that space and get past him, which has happened in the past. Not this season because John Wall hasn't played the Raptors this season. And then with a guy like Bradley Beal, um, he's so good of a mid-range shooter, um, especially off the bounce. I mean, not in the fourth quarter, because we'll talk about it. They're like the <laughs> least clutch team possible. They're the Raptors. <laughs> they're, they're the Raptors. This is gonna be like, but, like previous year's Raptors, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This I, year's d- Raptors I do want to say something. I don't want to get into a JV argument, because you've had enough of those on Twitter. But um, okay. you, you, I, I just, the issue, um, I get what you're saying, and absolutely schematically, yeah. um, how many, you know, Dwayne Casey refers to them as negative steps. Yeah. JV takes where you you back off a step where maybe you don't need to you can yeah. um, you can play that a little a little straighter a little higher um, one you don't want him hedging out too high because then the foot speed backwards becomes an issue yeah, um, yeah. and um, Duck Shoe Gavin McPherson I thought posted some good clips today of other examples from the Raptors Wizards games where um, Valanciunas did come up a little higher and. and Took that space away. But um, to the more general point about Valanciunas not being good guarding pick and roll, Raptors are top seven in the league in guarding pick and roll ball handler and roll man. Right. So the scheme, you know, I don't know how much necessarily it's it's any more an issue with with Valanciunas' defensive ability. Obviously, that dictates the scheme to right. some degree. Yeah, yeah. But the scheme has been very successful. It just so happens that the Wizards, with John Wall and Bradley Beal, yeah. um, and, you know, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre are good cutters and good, good at coming off of screens Whatever. as well. Those, those guys get secondary buckets. Yeah. yeah the, this is the primary action. That my we my point is more going to be that you can't send a third man at the pick and roll. Right. Um, and, you know, Gortat, you don't really need to tag that much anyway. He'll finish around the rim, but they never pass to him. Yeah. But, like, you don't want to send a third guy because those guys are really good at sneaking in the baseline. And the Raptors aren't very good at recovering back if they do send a third man. Yeah. Um, so you, you do kind of have to guard the pick and roll with two guys. And Wall and Beal are a pretty unique backcourt combination to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Beal's numbers. Like, we can't necessarily refer to anything with John Wall because John Wall hasn't played against this year's Raptors. I, I will say, um, this is not related to the Raptors specifically. I was shocked when I dug into John Wall's shooting splits for the last couple of years at just how bad a mid-range shooter he is. He is terrible. He's like he shot twenty eight percent this season. Yeah, I I knew that this. I, I've always obviously you go under on John Wall because it, he can get such a head of steam. But I thought with the I just kind of figured with the uptick in his three point shooting. Yeah, um, he shot like thirty seven percent on threes this year or something like that. Um, that the mid range shooting would have come along as well. But, but under, he shoots those Delon threes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the defense is gonna sag off you. and You're just like yeah. all right, whatever. It's he did shoot shot. a lot of them this year. He did. But, I mean, he also had the knee injury for a while, so yeah. like, he wasn't able to drive as effectively. I think yeah. that was the major issue with John Wall this year was that he, ha- he even earlier in the season, before he had his knee surgery, he was suffering from, like, a knee thing. Yeah. And so, like, it really did affect him in terms of his driving kicks. It just, you know, his assists were down because of it. Um, he wasn't finishing in that floater range at all. Yeah. And this is something Eric Crean and I talked about a little bit on our podcast um, on Thursday. 
um, the Raptors invite the the defensive strategy is designed in part to invite a ton of those like three to ten foot floater range yeah. shots, um, trusting that you know anything closer to the rim the bigs got because yep. they've dropped back, and anything further out in the like eight to twelve foot range, you mm-hmm. know, Lowry, Van Vliet, Wright. Um, to norm to some degree. They're all very good at those rear view contests where you trail over a screen right. and then still contest from behind or catch up to contest. It just um, rushed the shot a little bit. Yeah, and the Raptors did defend those those shots really well. Um, mm-hmm. They had a, one of the lowest opponent field goal percentages at the rim and in those floater ranges this year. Right. Um, but Wall has been terrible at those for two years in a row, which, like... I mean, dude, maybe I just had too much respect for John Wall, or like he's good though. That's I the really thing. like. John I really like John really Wall. Good. I just I was surprised at yeah. the degree to which anything not at the rim or yeah. behind the three point line was a wasteland for Wall for two years in a row. He's Dennis Schroeder with gang signs. I mean, this is this is this is a known fact. I mean, shout out to Harsh for that one. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's known. But I mean, also like the the, the bigger issue to me is that like the Bradley Beal. Yeah. Comes off a, a screen pin where down, Gortat yeah. is really high up. Either it's a pin down or it's a dribble handoff or something like that. Um, or maybe he's dribbling. But he gets to pull up at that three-point arc. And that's where it's really dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to like invite the mid-range shots. It's one thing to invite floaters or whatever. Because you'll t- you'll live with those for the most part. Man, Bradley Beal's a really good jump shooter. He, he's a really, really good jump shooter. Um, and, you know... He's liable to get hot. We've seen that happen against the Raptors. He kind of torched the Raptors every single time they played this season, and you know it's just a tough it's just a tough matchup when you have. Um, I mean, he he's just he's a star player, so he forces you to play differently. And you know, the Raptors are generally comfortable with JV dropping back. And honestly, the Raptors this season have been very successful with JV dropping back, regardless of the opponent. But in a specific playoff matchup like this, I don't want to see Bradley Beal come off and have room to take two or three looks at a catch, like an open pull-up three, when JV's really all the way back in the paint. Because at that point, you know, he might he catches his rhythm, then he gets really aggressive, then he starts moving off the ball. The Raptors off the ball, I feel like, have some trouble. I mean, maybe that's just from watching the Wayne Ellington game yesterday. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they have individual defenders who don't do well off the ball, right? Like, that's the yeah. road... DeRozan, if a guy is right in front of him, can defend. It's the back cuts. And then OJ Ananobi is much better on the ball than off. Um, Norm and DeLon are really, I guess, Fred a little bit too. Some of the guys can guard off the ball. Yeah. Um, team-wide, their their defensive numbers on like cuts and off of screens aren't that... like They're pretty average. So, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Bradley Beal, only shooting 30% on pull-up threes this year, but he'll take them. And that's... that's but a, if he was really good against the Raptors. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, it's crazy. But, and, uh, and also... You know he shoots forty over forty five percent on pull up twos. So even if you're yeah, not talking about those true. threes, even if those come at the high elbows, mm-hmm. Beal's a really good mid range shooter. And obviously, strategy wise, the Raptors would still rather the Wizards take those mid range shots. Yeah, like that's what the system is designed around. But Beal shoots forty six percent from ten to sixteen feet and forty one percent from sixteen feet to the three point line. So um, you know that's a that's a good player. And if he like you said, if he gets in a rhythm yeah, yeah. and he's getting the space. Over those Gortot screens and on those handoffs to pull up, um, and they do they run some. It's not it's it's pretty simple stuff, but they just like they run him off Gortat in ways similar to how the Raptors run Lowry when he's off the ball. Now that yeah. JV's such a such a more dynamic passer and yeah. dribble handoff threat, um, that like Lowry gets us like one three a game just like coming off JV at a weird angle, and maybe they fake the dribble handoff on one side and it goes it, like JV finds them on the other. Yeah, yeah. They'll do a lot of that for Beal with Gortat. Now, I don't know how much of that they're going to do with John Wall back. 
Right. Um, and this is kind of what's... This is, this is what kind of underlied a lot of my prep was that, you know, there's all this data, but it's really like two half seasons. Yeah. And we have no tape on wall with the Wizards mm-hmm. against the Raptors with this new defensive scheme. I mean, I think, look, with... I, I'm ultimately more concerned about Beal than I am about Wall, uh, even though I think Wall's a better player. Uh, Wall defensively scares me because of how much he can physically um, get into a guy like Lowry and really, really make life difficult. Um, I, it's, I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be very hard for Lowry to get like buckets against Wall. Um, usually, I think it's going to have to happen a lot off Wall, and you know, Lowry has moved a ton off Wall this year, so that's good. But well, let me um, ask you this: if tough. you're if you're Washington, say. You know, we don't know how healthy John Wall is. We don't know if he, he's only been yeah, back for four games. He sat second night of a back-to-back. Well, we know that he already ruined the team chemistry again, so that's <laughs> good. Um, do you consider putting Wall on Ananobi and having Beal guard Lowry? And because Wall is very, is pretty good in that free safety role where you can just yeah. poke balls free and cheat for steals. Um, obviously, you don't want to. You don't look. You don't want to task any high usage guard like. Beal or Wall with a, a tough, tough defensive side. Right, it's right. the same thing the Raptors are going to try to avoid at the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you, so? You think it's going to be Wall guarding Lowry for the most part? I think so. I, I mean, I just think um, Washington will look at that as an opportunity where they can put an all defense guard or an all defense caliber guard, um, you know, on you know on Lowry. Like it's just it's. I mean, Lowry's very important. I think John Wall, like with his size and his athleticism. Uh, and honestly, like he's just a pretty good defender overall. Like there's uh, nothing else really to say about it. But when engaged, but he's engaged a lot. Like he really, yeah. I and mean, it's, it's gonna be in the playoffs. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah he'll be engaged now. Yeah, it's this. I'm, I'm just saying, there's he's not like a Westbrook scenario. Yeah, right. Like he's actually what people think Westbrook is on defense, <laughs> which is um, which is which is scary to me. But um, if we're talking about matchups, right? Like I think the Raptors aren't gonna change the starting lineup realistically, not in game one. I don't think they need to against Washington. You don't think they need to? See, this is where you and I differ a little bit. Because yeah. what I would think with Washington is they play a little bit smaller than, you know, they come across. Yeah. Like, Marquise is, you know, a small forward size. Um, Porter is a small forward size. Beal and Wall are, like, normal sizes for their position. So it's really just Gortat. And Gortat is not, like, physically imposing in the way, like, no. Stephen Nor Adams. Nor do they is. rebound super well when he's on the floor. Yeah, and he's not even... He can't even play extended minutes, really. Like, it's not... Anyway, so the Wizards are a little bit small. So what I would like for the Raptors to do is try as much as possible. Maybe they don't have to do it in the starting lineup, but especially the way they close. And this is the way the Raptors have closed games this season, is they... Put Surge at five, or they put Yakaproto at five. A more mobile option. You take away a bit of the scoring, you take away a little bit of the um, defensive rebounding, but you put those guys at the five. And someone like, you know, Siakam. Siakam was great in this season series against the Wizards that the Raptors split two two, um, making a lot of hustle plays. Um, you know, we know what Siakam does. Just fantastic defensively. Yeah. And so in a pinch, goal- you could put him on Waller Beal probably too. He does have that kind yeah. of. Quick twitch. I know he's better suited for, you know, true wings than yeah, guards at this point. But. but I mean, like the only thing that you know, someone like Siakam really does give up on those switches is like a pull up shot. And if if John Wall pulls up, that's a win for you. Yeah, every single time. So also, by the way, Pascal Siakam stopping James Johnson on the final possession of regulation last mm. night. Yeah, yeah, kiss your fingers, but, like, that game didn't need to go to overtime. Just let James Johnson get the score. I mean... <laughs> let him get the bucket. Yakupro didn't even need to put that put back in. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that a, was a nice play. 
That was a nice play. I, I dug throwing it deep into the backcourt for DeRozan and then having CJ Miles set like kind of the half court mm-hmm. like pseudo screen because right. then if you if Miles man comes off of him to slow DeMar down, Miles is going to have a free look at the top of the, the three point arc. I like that. Um, and that was a good pass to DeLon. And they usually run that for Lowry. Yeah. Like Lowry in the corner or Lowry backing up in the backcourt? Lowry in the backcourt. Yeah. yeah. And usually it would be Fred in the corner, not DeLon. But yeah. Fred obviously was. Uh, it's okay. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that heat game. Sorry. Um, okay, so but I, I think that's ultimately what the Raptors are trying to play. Like, you know, like here's the thing. Yeah. Yamahimni killed the Raptors on the offensive glass, and he comes off the bench. And JV is our best defensive rebounder, and he's okay, best you, suited. You need to bump the brakes here, though, because if you want to make the case about the starters and the way the Raptors are going to be at their best closing, yeah. that's fine. Don't make your case to me that JV needs to come off the bench and neutralize Jan Mahimi. I'm just saying it because it's, it's similar to the Bucks series last year when Greg Monroe was causing the Raptors troubles, and you flip it around. It's not necessarily right. JV. It's though. similar, except Jan yeah. Mahimi is... Jan Mahimi? Yeah. You're talking about a $17 million a year center. Look, here. man, that year yeah, in the playoffs that he started passing out of those four-on-three... Things against the Raptors when he was a pacer. That young Mahimi was scary. He has like Biombo hands though. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is uh, like I, I su- there's definitely a place in this series for them to go small for minutes. Um, yeah. I would not be surprised at all if they close small. And when I say small, I don't want four out around Abaka. I don't really think that's tenable unless Ananobi's having a really good series. Well- would Siakam with Ibaka be four out or is no, that no, three no. out? Yeah, three I mean, I kind of draw the line between Ananobi and Siakam. Yeah, three point two two, which yeah. is three percent. Like basically, if if Anano, if everyone on the floor is playing up a position, that's yeah. probably not. I don't know. Um, I think there's a place for it in the series. I definitely mm-hmm. don't think you need to consider changing the starting lineup. The Raptors starters have been so good all year. They there's have been. nothing. You know, one of the biggest weaknesses of Washington's starting lineup is their defensive rebounding, which is yeah. somewhere that JV can, can make a difference. And then, honestly, I think I think if Jonas Valanciunas played like the current version of Jonas Valanciunas in those games against Washington, mm-hmm. you know, this would look... The, the lineup data from those matchups, which is mostly garbage because nobody played in any of those games anyway, yeah. um, I think it would look more favorably. And I think, you know, I think the starters have done well enough as a group and Valanciunas has improved enough that, you know, I, I don't... Unless they're just getting killed early in the series, like I don't know, man, Marching Gortat and I'm like doing Casey though. I'm like doing Casey. I have a very quick, you know, trigger finger with JV's minutes. If I see see JV drop on pick and rolls and Bradley Beal hits two threes, I don't know if I play him the rest of the game. Like it's it's that serious for me. But if you you're Dwayne Casey in this situation, and if Jonas Valanciunas has dropped on those pick and rolls, it's likely because you told him that was the scheme. No, man. There's no way to believe that Dwayne Casey is telling JV. Dude, drop on this one when Bradley Beal's pulling up for three. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. No, I'm sure there are examples. I'm sure there are examples where Valanciunas has made a mistake. And I'm sure there are examples where he's done the right done what the scheme called for and it hasn't paid off. Um I get it. I, I get that yeah. um you know, Washington doesn't use Gortat in a way offensively where JV's defensive strengths are are really all that valuable. And yeah. You know, but at the same time, he also Gortat also can't really exploit some of JV's weaknesses. Like Gortat can't shoot. Gortat can't put the ball on the floor. Really, yeah, Gortat can shoot when JV is out. Yeah. He hits that mid range jumper. And look, there was a time which is fine. I don't yeah. care if he takes a there was a time up. where Gortat averaged a couple assists. But just I don't no. know, man. I think I think Valanciunas has turned in a good enough season that you got to have faith in him, oh, yeah, and you got to sure. have faith in this 
enormous sample of the starting lineup being mm-hmm. a successful fivesome. And well, I mean, I think also like what you're mentioning earlier, like is very true. Like the Raptors benefit a lot from what JV brings to them on offense. Yeah. And like I don't mean post up, so that he just hasn't historically been able to post up yeah. Gortat a lot, but. But look, he's a great screen setter. He's a great he's a, screen setter. He's an elite offensive rebounder. Yep. Um, the post-ups he has gotten this year, they've been been—they've come a lot more improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raptors are the number two team in the NBA in post-up scoring per possession. They don't yep. go there very often, but when yep. they do, they've been pretty effective. Yep. And those even those small improvements in his passing make those yeah. a little more tenable. You run a split cut over top of that or, or a cutter comes through the lane, he can now find those guys. He found Lowry in the Miami game with a, yep. with a great pass. I think he was at the elbow. Yeah. Um, and found Lowry cutting. No, that's been the big improvement for JB this season. Yeah. He can face up a little bit in the offense. Yeah, and I think, one, you want to reward him for that. I think, two, you're the better team in this series, and if you want to dictate terms with your highly successful large sample starting lineup, you should okay. do that. But this is, this is a problem. Nobody... Just... The Raptors have not historically been able to dictate terms with JB. Right? Now, how, many, how often have they tried to do it? That's another thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think that, like... Um, in closing scenarios, unless you really need the offense or the rebounding, um, you know, I would rather prefer them to close with like Serge and Siakam. Yeah, or like Pascal. Clo- closing scenarios. That's, yeah, that's and the, all I'm really saying. And the Siakam it has Ibaka, got really bad to like actually bench him. Yeah, the, the Siakam Abaka front court. If you're closing and you've got a four or five point lead, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially. Washington hasn't done this a lot because I don't think it's a good idea against most teams. They might try Marquise Morris at the five a little bit. They've done it with Mike Scott at the five, and like, yeah, you know, in those cases, yeah, maybe the center hits threes, but like, JV get every offensive rebound. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we don't need to spend the whole time talking about JV. I, no, I'm fine don't. with. Obviously, you want to you want to feel the game flow, mm-hmm. and you want to see how the series is going when you're determining your closing lineups. I really don't see a scenario in this series where. JV is a big enough problem that they need to change the starting lineup for that purpose. I got asked today by someone whether I think they would change it if OG is getting killed by Beal. Yeah, um, you mean, know, that I think is... I don't think that's going to happen. OG's been so nice the last two or three weeks. He has been, um, finally. You know, I'm optimistic about about his ability in that series. But I think even that would be... That's more likely to be an issue than, you know, the Wizards are hitting too many mid-range shots because JV's back a step. Yeah. I think the the OG thing is, is going to be tough because he's going to be asked to guard uh, Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal's a bit quicker than him. And, and he can shoot. And like, Beal's good, man. That's an all-star. <laughs> yeah, he's an all-star, right? And so... Look, and I brought the clamps out against Oladipo, though. And Harden. He did. Harden, he I was did. playing around with that he with that new NBA matchup data. Yeah. And, like, Ananobi's impact on Harden was one of the biggest single, like, individual impacts on a player in a matchup all season long. It's going to be good for the finals. Yeah, that'd uh, be great. Yeah. yeah. The Constellation um, Finals. Anyway, I feel like we've talked about JV too much in... Uh, yeah, we have. Okay. Anyway. There's... Do you want to talk about the OG thing? Or do you just want to say that, like, Norm... It's nice that Norm guarded Beal well. It's a nice backup option. But I mean, you, wa- you watched the film today. So I, I would like... Yeah. I'm curious on your take um, as to what... Norm did well to limit Beal because sometimes right. the the issue I love this matchup data and I yeah. think it's I think it's going to be very helpful to guide what we're you know what yeah. are we looking at when we watch a game back yeah um, you know so much that goes into that is just going to be like like into the right, actual right. results is like oh maybe Beal missed some shots right uh, or okay, Beal made some against OG so I'm curious yeah, what yeah. you saw you know in the type of looks Beal was <laughs> getting against those two defenders I really only care about those two guys like Lowry Van Vliet and Wright are going to see. 
time on them because it's the Raptors nice to have gonna, nice defensive guards. Yeah. It really is. The Raptors are going to play two especially. point guards a lot, and, and the weirdly, this is a weird thing to say because the Raptors would be undersized against the Wizards at the guard spots. But like, neither John Wall or Bradley Beal. First of all, they're the same size, so if you yeah. cross match your guards, it's not the end of the world. Um, you can switch if they run some one two stuff. Right. But also, like, if one of those guys takes you into the post. Fine. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's exactly. Like this isn't Demar Derozan getting switched onto Terry Rozier. Oh man, <laughs> come on. We're past those dark ages, uh, Blake. We we since never we've, too late to throw Celtics slander. Out there. We've since yeah. Man, yeah, Celtics are gonna mess around really, and make I, the make the Eastern Conference final. I hate so. that. I hate that so much. I hate that how much things have worked <laughs> out for the Celtics. Yeah, but they'll, they'll 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 complain about it still. Um. Okay. The norm thing is very similar to um when Paul George was torching the Raptors in 2016. Um, Norm is like he's very quick and he's like pretty tenacious and he's like willing to go into a physical battle. Um, he has the same look on his face, so it doesn't look like he's going that intense. But like <laughs> he's very quick and he's very good at trailing just one guy. If you just tell Norm trail this one guy, um, you know, generally speaking, he's done a good job of it. And if you keep it really simple for him in terms of that that assignment, just chase Beal. Um, you know, if you're gonna go over the top and like take away that three, he's done a really good job of taking away the pull up three off the high screen. Um, he hasn't been screened as hard as OG has by those um, core top moving screens, which is big. That's the step one. You want to take him off that three point line. Um, Norm has done a good job of, of doing that against Beal, but also just like Norm has, you know, the he's just he's a little bit closer to Beal's size, right? So. He can match him. He's a little bit quicker than OG is in terms of just like lateral quickness and stuff. And also, his he's longer than Beal, so he's able to contest. I don't think necessarily that Norm is like like is just so good that you, we need to like switch up the whole rotation to have Norm instead of OG in that in that spot. I just think that like if it's a time where OG is really going like getting cooked or whatever, like you have Norm there as a security blanket, and I think that's pretty much the game plan going in. Do you think DeLong gets the second crack at him because you're not going to want to run eleven deep? Yeah. So in those transitional lineups, or I think you'll probably see if Scott Brooks is smart, he's going to shelf his tenth man. Whether that's Ramon Sessions, Tim Frazier, Ty Lawson, Jody Meeks, like he's kind of rotated those guys in and out of the tenth man spot. If I was him, I'd axe that. I'd stagger Wall and Beal. Yeah. Use Sadoransky <laughs> as your third guard, and that's it for the guard rotation. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see some Beal and bench units probably. Would Would Delon be the guy from the bench unit you're giving the crack at Beal to? Yeah, I mean, because I think he can more. I think he can better replicate what you were just describing Norm doing. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, also like Norm's really physical, and I think that the Wizards do have an advantage in that. Like, what are you saying really about physical. our sweet slender boy, Delon? I mean, Delon. I mean, look, listen, Delon. He, he's he's very physical. He's he's very effective being physical if he could take that to you. But really, he's he's really just good at playing in gaps. Whereas Norm is very good at playing on the person. Also, Delon, this is unrelated to this matchup because I don't know when it would come up unless he they ran three-point guards and he was stuck on Porter. But, like, Delon's uh, post-entry denial for yeah. a guy who's not big or physical Ugh. is really good. And long he's, arms helps, obviously. He's but, good in space. And he's so quick. Yeah. Um, the Raptors, I, I, I could even see Fred taking yeah. some Beal minutes, too. Because Fred's yeah. really good at just avoiding screens. And that's half the battle. Also, I feel like part of why Fred's good at defending guys is that he annoys them. Yeah, probably. You're like, bro, stop. You are so small. Yeah. You have- this is a Friday night in March. We're on a 17-game winning streak. Yeah. You're picking me up full court. Yeah. Look at Chris Paul. He bothered Chris Paul. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Chris Paul is as sure-handed of a point guard as it gets. Yeah. And, and he Although, also, everything bothers Chris Paul. 
just like in the general sense. (laughs) Chris Paul is literally full of hate. It's it's that's why it's so funny to see him fail. Okay, at this rate, we're definitely not going to get a chance to get the questions. So well, yeah, that's true. Um, Um, we should go over some of this stuff. Uh, Do you want to talk at all about the residual anxiety from the sweep? Obviously, Alex Wong had that great piece in the New Yorker. Alex Wong in the New Yorker. What a time! I mean. I'm proud of him. It's not the first time, though. It's not the first time. No, it's not the first time. He wrote about Jeremy Lin's dad, which is wild to me. Alex is great, man. He's he's turned in a hell of a season. Alex, yeah. People have to stop sleeping on Alex. I don't even know. Here's the thing about Alex, right? He doesn't really broadcast himself in in the way that's like a lot of writers do. And, like, you know, you kind of have to be thirsty publicly if you're a writer, right? To sell yourself a little bit. I feel like he does some stuff. Like he posts his stories on IG and he self retweets, yeah. which no, is no, he self retweets, which is yeah. that's that's thing. But like, you're that. also wild humble too. I have a one tweet policy for articles. That's because you have 16 articles a day. Yeah, you're gonna flood everyone's timelines. Um, no, yeah. but I mean, like with Alex, like he's just very he's very humble about it. But I mean, like seriously, just look back on like the stuff that he's done. Like he's had a he had a podcast. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know, but Alex had a podcast. He had guys like Deezus on there. He yeah. had like Zach Lowe on there. Blake Murphy. Blake Murphy was <laughs> on there. I was not on there because I was not a thing at yeah. that point yet. So. Like you know, just now I sent you the pick today though of what the podcast is gonna look like with me, you, and Alex are at the oh NBA Finals. <laughs> um, Alex and I also yeah. were like uh, Eastern Conference Finals Game Five. We did a late night podcast in Cleveland, and we we're it was a bad podcast. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was that was like yeah, it was like three a.m. It was bad. weren't you guys driving? No, no. Was that um, before the drive or after? No, we greyhounded. Oh my god! Um, so this was like this was worse. this was after. The game, which was like one of the biggest blowouts in the history of conference finals, yep. um, and then after like work was done, and then after going out until the bar closed with uh, a couple other writers. So, well, not Toronto writers, not Toronto writers. So with those clowns, enough of those. Yeah. Um, what else did you want to talk? About? I mean, look. The, the, oh the, yeah. The, so the, the residual the, anxiety. Do you have any of that? Uh, like, are you are you sweating game one? Are you sweating the sweep? No, I don't think the Wizards are that important anymore. I just think it's a generalized thing. It's not even about the Wizards. Yes. The Wizards sweeping the Raptors in 2015 was, like, obviously terrible. But, like, I don't know. I've kind of moved on from that and just towards general Raptors anxiety. Because there's other things that, that, like, brought up. I don't know. There's just other things that have crept the confidence beyond the 2015. Because that was so bad, you can take it as an aberration. Do you see the quote I tweeted from DeMar about the home court advantage, like, going into game one? He's like, yeah, yeah I don't think about it until you guys mention yeah, it. Yeah, swag is at an all-time high. That too. That too. <laughs> I love when DeMar gives those quotes instead of... I have $100 for anyone that will clap LeBron. Dante <laughs> Jones, where are you at? Yeah. I'll give you $100. i will compete you. Um, okay, I'm going down our checklist here of things we had to talk about. Oh, shit, we had a checklist. Yeah, um, so the one thing is, it's not Raptors anxiety related necessarily, but in general, do you feel like this series has a big psychological swing factor coming out of, coming out of Game 1? Because the Wizards locker room does feel kind of tenuous. The Raptors, you know, not all of these pieces have been through the playoff struggles, but there might be some mm-hmm. some fear set in if they come out and put up like 75 points in game one. I feel like it's a bigger deal to Washington because their locker room is terrible. <laughs> Yo, their locker room is so bad. And they added Ty Lawson to fix it. Bro, oh my god. They added Ty Lawson, by the way, I think past the deadline to add guys. Uh, um, yeah, I know maybe. tomorrow is the day that playoff rosters have to be set, but I thought you had to be signed by the 177th day of the season to be playoff eligible. 
We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But also, I'm actually kind of hoping Ty Lawson plays because the ra- last time the Raptors saw Ty Lawson in the playoffs, that was easy money. We Corey Joseph Dude. will put up two points for every zero points that Ty Lawson scored. Yeah. It was. It, it was. It Ty was Lawson phenomenal. went full Reynolds in that in that Indiana series. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, Ty Lawson got a way bigger beer gut than Reynolds. <laughs> That's true. Dan, <laughs> Dan keeps it tight. Dan does keep it tight. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's not an insult. So, do you think? What do you think about all this stuff that's that's been out there about the the wizards room? Do you do you think yeah. it has a factor here? I think if they win, they'll be fine. That's it. That's yeah. what, that's what, that's just that, like that's a, with the sixteen locker rooms in the playoffs right now. If they win, they'll be fine. No, but I mean, I, I just mean like even cohesive locker rooms, right? One thing is when you're down two one, maybe you have a heated film session with Damari Carroll, telling the media that you had a heated film session. Thanks for doing that, Damari. Don't yeah. need you to do that. <laughs> um, but I mean, like you know, even the Raptors are a very cohesive team. But like you know, one things go tough. That's just how it goes whereas like it's very these games are very emotional right yeah and so all of a sudden if things work out then people just kind of tend to fall in line that's that's why like i don't know washington have historically had these issues um in their locker room but it doesn't really affect them in the playoffs and in fact they come across as a very cohesive team in the playoffs just like you know cleveland they basically do a really shitty cleveland impersonation <laughs> okay let's quickly go down checklist here yeah um i just want your rapid fire thoughts Careful. on who's who's going to win each matchup yeah uh point guard larry versus wall even shooting guard Bradley Beal, Demar Derozan. Even though they're not guarding each other, the impact that they'll have on the games. Even. All right, Otto Porter and OG Ananobi. Porter. Marquise Morris and Serge Ibaka. Serge. You gotta swing that one. So this is why you know I, I know people probably thought it was weird that you were hyping Ibaka's importance in this series, but yeah. like it, all the positions Ibaka's are pretty huge. even. Yeah, yeah. Ibaka's better than Marquise Morris. Yeah. Um, I know some people won't agree with that, but whatever. Uh, Valanciunas Quartet. Uh. That's a weird one, but I think overall Raptor centers will play much better than the Wizards centers. Okay, wow. that's not by, the by committee. But I Look, think I, in terms of Gortat versus JV, even I think Valanciunas is going to win that battle. I was okay. with you on the rest of it. Um, okay, I have I know, and this has been like a, a season long thing that no one. I don't think anyone could accuse me of being JV hive or whatever. No, you have. But I do feel like I've been relatively more um, optimistic about JV's play this you year than, than even like it, like it's the one point of. The one point Eric Kareen and I consistently disagree on is JV's place. Yeah. Um, he's been good, man. And I think he has been good. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna be up for this. It's like the Raptors in the playoffs, man. You just have to show it to me before I really, yeah. really believe that's it. Fair. That's all. Um okay. The the bench in general, and I think this is where the biggest oh, swing factor is. It's not even close. It, regardless of what, whether Washington cuts their bench to three guys, four guys, Two guys. I don't know, man. You're tell- telling the Raptors to change the starting lineup for Jan Mahimi. So. Bro, Jan Mahimi is going to be a massive factor. Off the yeah, bench. if Jan Mahimi doesn't get run off the floor. Um, yeah, I mean, the Raptors bench is not even close. Yeah. The Wizards bench is awful. Like, awful. Yeah, look, Mike Scott's had a really nice season, and I really sure. like Thomas Sadoransky. Those um, are the only two guys Kelly, that are good. Kelly Oubre does some nice things and dresses super well. I mean, Kelly, Kelly Oubre is, is a good player overall. He's a nice defender, but like he's inconsistent offensively. Yeah. He doesn't really go hard to the basket. Can't really dribble. He's not a really guy who sets people up. I mean, like, what does he really do? And he's not, like, like he guard... Yeah, he's not He's not Porter is a big thing. Yeah, Porter's great. Porter yeah. shoots, like, Porter's a 44% three-pointer. Porter's shooter. awesome, man. Porter's um, really good, but everyone hates him on that team for no reason. Yeah, he's one of my favorite players, like, favorite role players in the league. Okay. Um, he looks like Badoof, the Pokemon. I don't but know what that is. It, it's like a beaver. Yeah. I'll show you. Okay. And then, um, you know, this will be a divisive uh, 
Question: uh, Dwayne Casey against Scott Brooks. You have to like this. Oh, the Raptors, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even if it's not in game, and this is another thing is like, even if those were even or you didn't have faith in Casey, the Raptors. <laughs> okay. Just imagine this thing wearing like safety goggles. Yeah, that's, that's basically yeah. all the border. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. Even if even if you didn't have faith in Casey's ability to in game adjust, which you know you. I mean that's that's a bit overblown. It really is. It like, is, and the fact that he can't adjust between games is such an old like that expired years ago. Yeah, of course he's great at that. <laughs> yeah. he's great. Um, but I still get it in my mentions sometimes. Um, anyway, even if even if that wasn't the case, mm-hmm. the Raptors have so many more adjustments available to them. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're Washington and things aren't working in the second unit, yeah, we, you know we just said their options are Jody Meeks. Ramon Sessions, Ty Lawson, yep. and I love Tim Frazier, but if Tim Frazier's playing this series, things Bro, have gone God. bad for Tim. Washington. In the front court, it's even worse. Yeah. Like Jason Smith is their fifth big. Jason Smith will talk his shit already. Jason Smith Jason will hit... Smith. Look, Jason Smith... <laughs> Imagine talking shit Jason, Jason Smith, Smith will hit exactly 45% of his 16 to 18 foot jump shots yeah. when he's in the series. That's and, and that's it. Um, so yeah, the Raptors just... I mean, this is a big part of... The depth, and right. I've been asked a ton, you know, will the Raptors use 10 guys? Will they use 11 guys? Even if they don't, a huge part of this depth is you know all your guys a lot better yeah. now. Lowry and DeRozan are coming in healthier and in better shape. And you can play so many different ways. You can play mm. two point guards. You can yep. play an extra wing. You can play um, a Bach at the five with Siakam at right. the four. Like, you've gotten a look at all these things because you've gone 10 and 11 deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the average team only has nine guys hit the 1,000-minute mark, and the Raptors had 11. Yeah. And then Bebe's there. And then Bebe's there. Bebe's healthy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was available the other night. Okay. All um, right, cool. Okay, so uh, we only have a couple couple things left that we have to hit, and I have to get out of here. So um, the Wizards are not... We talked about Morris and Ibaka potentially fighting. Yeah. Um, the Wizards are not a very likable team. Of course not. Yeah, this is like yeah. just. I, I just felt like we need to make that point. Oh, no. They're one of the most downright detestable teams in the league. Yeah. It's... It's yeah. I mean, Paul Pierce came to that franchise, like infected them with Paul Pierce itis, and then dipped. Yeah, and it's still there. Yeah, that's a big. It's a big swing factor for watching this series too. Is not having Paul Pierce or Drew Gooden. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, oh my god! I had forgotten about <laughs> Drew Gooden. Uh, okay, uh, pick a Gerald Henderson Award candidate for the series. Who's who's getting the most Gerald Henderson awards? Okay, Otto Porter is too good. Yeah. For it. Otto Porter is, I feel like, where the line is. Yeah. I mean, the man makes way too much money to get the Gerald Henderson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, geez, this is why they hate Otto Porter, right? Because they, they spent all that time dreaming on KD, then KD didn't come, and they had to give the bag to Otto Porter, <laughs> who's great, but, like, it's Otto Porter, and you expect a KD. Yeah, it's like giving the bag to DeMarie Carroll. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, yo, the rap, like, oh, my God. I mean, John Wall looks at Otto Porter every single time, and I'm sure before he makes that cross-court pass... Which is gonna lead to a good three. He always thinks that could have been KD. Yeah. Every single. That's why. That's why they hate KD him. KD wouldn't hit those at forty four percent though. No. <laughs> no. 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 KD would do some pull up stuff and then tweet about it. But I mean, Mike Scott. Mike Scott. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's healthy. Yeah. He's hopefully. in the concussion protocol right now. So hopefully. Um, I'm gonna go with Sadoransky. Okay. Um, you really like Sadoransky? I think he's really good. He's all right. Um. I don't know, man. I think I think he's Kyle Lowry cooked him. Oh yeah, Kyle Lowry is a four-time All Star. Okay, no, but I'm saying like Kyle Lowry this season hasn't really like cooked someone uh, before. Yeah, he cooked him like one on one dribbling. Also, can we can we that's cooking? Can we just also 
put in context that we're talking about who's going to be the best bad player to have impact in this series. That is like, true. That is true. Like, that is true. Um, but I'm just saying, Mike Scott. You know, they also have no players. They have. Yeah, like, I'm not no giving. Players. I'm not giving Gortat the nod when he's going to play 20 minutes and, and probably. Him and Scott Brooks are going to leak stuff to the media about John Wall. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to be responsible for some of that, by the way. I'm just going to oh, te- I'm going to tell please. the Wizards wild shit. Please do, Blake. Yeah. Honestly, you, we need you. We need you to step up there. Um, okay. Um, do we have anything else? Oh, are you surprised that the Raptors are such an enormous Vegas favorite? They're the second biggest favorite of any favorite in the first round after Houston. Um, Bigger favorite than Golden State. I Bigger don't... favorite than Cleveland. Against Indiana? Yeah, dude, come on. How many times have we didn't see LeBron beat Indiana before? We're just like, but like, that's a sweep. Yeah. That's a sweep. That one's a sweep. Um, I think part of it is that Vegas likes to set lines to entice betting. Of course, they don't want to do that at the expense of losing a lot of money. Um, but, you know, it's an exciting bet. I'm sure people are thinking about the Raptors and thinking about how much this team, quote-unquote, chokes and stuff and they probably want to you know entice that so but beyond that i don't really know how lines are set really so i don't i don't want to speculate beyond that but i I don't i I think the raptors win i think if you want to talk about like a playoff prediction or whatever which i think people are looking for yeah i think the raptors win the series it's like i think i think the most likely scenario is six games second most likely is five uh third most likely is seven and then maybe after that the wizards win in seven so that's my top four i mean what do you think yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to you with that. Um, running the numbers and looking, if I if I didn't have the weight of the last couple of Raptors playoff runs on me, hey. I think I'd pick Raptors in five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Raptors in six. Um, I think I haven't looked yet at what the different models spit out as the likelihood. I actually think Raptors in five is probably gonna be the most likely because those models tend to not account for things like John Wall only playing 41 games. Um, the Raptors, like statistically, it's all it would be almost unprecedented for a team this good to get bounced in the first round hey, and uh, not be named the Clippers. Well, it's, not, it's a good thing. I didn't nickname them Clippers East last year. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got to... We can rapid fire a couple of these questions before I got to go. Okay. Um, right. Do you think Fred and Kyle will still be closing games together in the playoffs? I think, you know, we talked about this with the size yeah, yeah. similarity with Beal and Wall and how they can mm-hmm. both maybe guard each of those guys. I also think that, like... Last season, Otto Porter, when the Celtics played the Wizards in a seven-game series, the the Celtics hid Isaiah Thomas on Otto Porter, and Otto Porter can do shit. Yeah. So if you need to hide Fred, I mean, realistically, I do think Otto Porter is better than that. But if Fred's out there, though, you you because if you if well, he's on Otto, do, like the post Isaiah thing, which yeah. Otto Porter has no post game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually I don't necessarily agree with that, but um, it's a, it's a developing post game. I'll use a Zach. Okay. You gotta, you gotta do the Zach Lowe and very diplomatically oh, say something. It, it's a developing post, emerging. Yeah, it's it's emer- okay. All right. um, Damn, this is like yeah. anyway. It's I don't like a think liberal studies class. Yeah, the the issue with hiding Fred on hiding quote unquote Fred is that you want he's out there mostly for his defense. Yeah, um, he's out there obviously for his shooting and to mm-hmm. let Larry play off the ball and stuff too. But right. you know, if if you are trying to hide Fred and then it, that means Demar Derozan has to guard someone. Who can actually create their own shot? You yeah. know, that's it. Doesn't make sense to have Fred Van Vliet out there in that right. situation. So, right. um, but yeah, I think they could close together. I think so. Gerald I, Henderson. Oh, <laughs> I guess we touched on both of this. Who is Gerald Henderson on the Wizards, and why is it Jason Smith? <laughs> oh God, it's not Jason Smith, guys. Come on. Um, Mike Lozon wants to know about the lack of respect where that the Raptors are getting in this series. Honestly, that's you know part of that is why are Raptors fans still listening to what Paul Pierce and Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless have to say. But I think the Vegas line speaks volumes, man. Vegas isn't going to eat 
Vegas isn't going to try to prove some point about the Raptors or entice betting and eat a huge loss. Yeah, this. exactly. They're not going to let the Wizards go off at plus 500. The Ra- and- yeah. Look, the Raptors are good. I just think once a narrative comes out about a team, that's all people get stuck on. Until you change that narrative, that's your narrative. That's it. And yeah. so that's why people ref- default to that. Like, you, you, it's crazy how much hate you see. On like, like, let's say call, like um, the NBA... Like uh, Twitter page tweets out, "Happy thirty second birthday, Kyle Lowry." This is like in like uh, when's his birthday? January or something? Yeah, it's March or late March. Late March. Okay, so whatever. So they tweeted out, right? So it's not even the playoffs or whatever. All the comments will say things like fraud, playoff choker, whatever, and it's for no reason. But that's all it is. It's just it, there's only one public story on them yet, and so until they change yeah. that, that's all it is. But don't don't read too much into it. I mean, yeah. like. It, look, it's sure, Raptors, he got outscored by Matthew Delvadova, but that's not going to happen again. There's no Matthew Delvadova. And honestly, the Raptors. They work better when they're in that situation media-wise anyways. These, they, do. they don't They do not do well as favorites. Um, uh, did we experiment enough in the regular season with lineups with uh, Bach at the 5 and one of Siakam uh, OG at the power forward spot? Um, probably not with Ananobi. I think yeah. there's enough of a Siakam Abaka sample yeah, to comfortably fair. roll that out. Um, do we need more Tyler Hansbro? Uh, sorry, man. The 905 got eliminated from the playoffs already. Bro, who was cutting this Tyler Hansbro gif? Because it, it stops short of the rim, too. Yeah, like, uh, where is this from? I don't know. It's from the Net series. Oh, God. But uh, it's from DeMarvelous. Is that, that Andre Blatch? I think that's Andre Blatch, yeah. Wow. Andre Blatch is getting outrun on the floor by Tyler Hansbro. This is amazing <laughs> highlight. Uh, I don't have an answer for your question, but that is, this is actually the more I watch it, this is the best gift. Yeah. Wow. Andre Blatch trying desperately to catch up to Tyler Hansbro as someone on the Nets bench dives out of the way of the floor. Someone toweling the floor. Well, that's Brandon, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's still Brandon. Yeah. Um, uh. All right. Uh, New Yorker famous. Uh, asks us, we know that Beal and oh, Wall yeah. can do. Uh, how does he say his name? Shanks online. Uh, Shanks? Shan X. Shan X. Yeah, okay. I think um, that's why I didn't want to say it at first. Okay, but Shanks. Shankar, what up? No, Sh- Shanks works too. That sounds yeah. like he's a, just a terrible golfer. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Kyle Lowry. Oh, oh wow. wow! I have no idea if Lowry's a good golfer or not. Um, he seems pretty good, man. I mean, he does like the golf. Plus, you get all that all, all that power through the through the backside. I was gonna say you must have a crazy swing. <laughs> uh, okay, so Shanks asks, uh, "We know what Beal and Wall can do, and hope Kyle and Demar can neutralize them. Who are you most afraid of, otherwise?" So I guess this is an interesting question. We didn't really touch on. We mostly focused on the defensive side of the matchups of the other positions. Um, but is there a third wizard scoring threat that you worry about? I mean, it feels blasphemous to say no, but. No, not really. Not like... Okay, look, there's a difference between, like, a guy can go off for 20 points, um, but, like, you're not necessarily worried about him. Like, CJ Miles, right? Right. CJ Miles is a guy that can go off for 20 points. You just live with it. You're not worried about it. You just live with it. Same thing with JV and whatever. And so, like, I don't know. Not really. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like... Basically, there's not one guy. It's if the Wizards hit their threes, and the Wizards are a very good three-point shooting team, but they don't shoot a ton of them. Yeah. So if you because they never pass. Yeah. If you weirdly though, they're third in the league in assist percentage, but I feel like they're dead. They must be dead last with John Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, John Wall turning into prime like bad Russell Westbrook this season was very fun to watch. Yeah. And yeah. John Wall still terrifies me though. As Bro. much as we could poke fun at the change in style, um, but yeah, the Wizards. The Wizards also, when I was doing the data, that I've have some oddities in their profile like that, where like mm-hmm. they're just like they don't drive very much, but they're very good at creating points out of the drives. And, yep. 
It doesn't look like they pass a lot and they don't shoot a lot of threes, but somehow all these buckets get assisted. Yep. I don't know, like... Whatever. They, they play a high pick and roll. They yeah. drive and kick. They do occasional post-ups with their forwards. Yeah. They don't really want to do that. Yeah. That's their whole offense. Yeah. It's I, kind I, of pretty I, simple. Really. It's, a, a, it's a Scott Brooks offense, yeah. which is all due respect to Scott Brooks, but, you know, we know what to expect. So, at least there won't be any surprises. We'll say that much, right? No, there won't be. There really won't be. I mean, every every wizard is pretty much a known commodity at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the Raptors, the Raptors could surprise in a negative way because like none of these, none of the young guys have really done this in the playoffs. Like almost none of these guys were in the playoff rotation last year. Who's gonna be shook? I don't think Van Vliet or Siakam have that in no. them. And Pardo is very steady headed. He's too. He's kind of like a little bit too cognizant to be shook of something. Yeah, he's just rationally thinking his way through it. Yeah, and then Delon, maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean, Delon's gonna play a lot better at home. Yeah, and right, the one thing is, like, they're gonna leave him very open on those threes, and he has shown at times when the three ball hasn't been dropping, he'll get a little hesitant on those and kind of give um, guys recovering time to close out on because he hesitates. Mm -hmm. Um, That's maybe one thing, but that's a really small thing. That's not like a shook thing. It's a my jumper hasn't been going in thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll be seeing a lot of that from John Wall yeah. as well. So. Uh, OG does not strike me as a guy who would care a particular amount about the no. bright lights. No. Um, yeah. Really, it's really just our stars that could get shook, you know? It's Kyle Lowry, really. Yeah. But... yeah. Kyle's done a lot better this season. Give us give us a chance. Prove Dude, us Kyle, wrong, Kyle. Kyle's second half since January came. Kyle's like a top 10, if not top 10, top 15 player, like analytically yep. from January onward. Yep. Which is right where he was the last couple of years. So, mm. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't give you a ton of faith. But he has definitely played his best basketball in the back half of the season. Which, which is, is super encouraging. It's good. DeMar carried them in the first half. Kyle yeah. carried them in the second half. And so. I, it's, it's almost, I almost like when that happens because for years they've talked about how they do that like a quarter at a time. Yeah. And now they just do it for like a half season at a time. It's, it's cute, man. It's cute. Yeah. Basically, as soon as Kyle Lowry was like a questionable, like a question for the All-Star game, he became an All-Star and yeah. stayed that all with that way. So Yeah. Um, Alright, man. Wait, I gotta get going. I gotta go. You are I gotta go hoop. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw this podcast out now. Alright. Terrible. That's it. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter, please tell Blake to go sleep, okay? I don't don't tell me to go sleep. I'm I'm an adult. You can... have slept so little. And it's fine, the plans are coming up, man. You, yeah, need, that's you fine, need some man. Serge Ibaka rest. You you Serge Ibaka <laughs> age. Put myself in the chamber or the, the cold tub or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um get, get, get that Mafuzi uh, trending too. <laughs> Whoops! Okay. I shouldn't drop that word on that. That's yeah, not whatever. Um, it you're was on, just, it was just a sound. Different. Yeah, I still don't like using that word on yeah, it, just in case. But um, yeah, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, keep supporting Will's uh, post game stuff. Um, so, we'll we'll try to do one of these if there's a break in the series, if drama calls for it, or when the next series comes up. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll fly Justin Rowan in from Winnipeg. People, are, no, no, he can stay <laughs> out there. He can stay out there. No, people love this podcast though. Like, it, there are some analytics out there that that like show like sort of general Raptors coverage and stuff. And this podcast is far and away the you, you and I. Like, well, if it's just me, not great. I'm like Demar, right? If it's just me, not necessarily great. But when you're here too, it's and if it's just the, the me, it's just Kyle crazy. just piss people off. Yeah, exactly. I people mean, don't want to watch it, even if it's you, effective. You work that. You work super hard, and like, I don't know, man. You got a big ass and. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tight lower body. Anyway, gotta throw that thing around right now. Okay, I gotta go. Mafuzi. All right. Yeah. Bye. Raptors in five slash six. Six.
Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.